certainly the the way I used uh, the colors, the way I used also the motions in painting uh, or the techniques would be, I would try to imitate sometimes what I do on viola in the sense that uh, more important than maybe the message of the painting is, is how you created the painting. It's the method, you know? Um, and for me, that was the connection between music and arts. In this episode, I'm talking to violist and painter Mark Saba. Hello, Mark. Hello, Petra. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Now, finally, we see each other. The last time we spoke was on the phone. It was. It was quite some time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've been doing some great work with your art. I remember when we spoke last time, it was, yeah, it's so amazing what you're doing. And this is something you started in lockdown. This is something I started in lockdown. I think it was in 2020. Before, so it was last, at the end of last summer. And that I, I kind of, I put a bit of a pause because life came back to normal. Hmm. And uh, I had to take up my first love, which was viola. Your music. viola. So, uh, but I, I painted about something like thirty paintings. <gasps> Amazing. Which is quite, yeah, which is quite a lot. Yeah, but now and, first, tell me, just tell me now first, what was the initial inspiration? What what made you think of of starting to paint? Uh, I think it's really, it's a bit difficult to talk about inspiration, but I had a bit more motivation in oh, the okay, sense that okay. I, I had always wanted to paint. I always thought yeah. that, you know, I'm an artist. Maybe I yeah. can translate my art onto canvas. I said, I have all this time and I'm not doing anything. So why not, why not give it a shot? And then, you know, it was the kind of the end of summer, beginning of autumn and all the colors were changing and the, you know, there's this special weather that's happening and it's really beautiful, lots of colors. And that's also, I went for long walks in the forest to get some inspiration. And I think it was also a very, um, it was both a very, um, uh, it was a very good time for a lot of people in the sense that they got to stay home with their families and time for themselves. And, and it was also very bad that they couldn't, live their normal lives and I think I took all that and I put that into my paintings well what is so interesting what you're saying now is that you went for walks and that you noticed um the colors and things like that and I wonder if we all just notice things that we in our everyday life just never noticed or we we saw it but not really that it really made such an impact you know that that we have to think of okay i can actually paint this hmm. certainly certainly I, yeah. I definitely took more time to smell flowers really? you know yeah. i would stop and i would i would appreciate things a bit more than i do now now i'm in i'm in a rush to get from place to place yeah do you feel the same way I do. No, I definitely do. I remember also walking slower. You know, I, mm -hmm. I tend to walk fast, but I I sort of slowed down a lot because I thought, okay, so where am I running to at the moment? You know, so right. it was really, I, I did it. I, I definitely feel, and also noticed more because I think our minds were also a bit um, clearer. Of course, I took many pictures. I, run around, I ran around Vienna and took pictures of people. So that also made me um, 
noticed things about the city that I otherwise would never have. I, I went to places that I otherwise never would have been um, to and so on. Mm -hmm. But then now, so you basically have no training or, or no no education in art. I mean, in, in sort of painting. How do you start in such a blank canvas and just... Did you have these pictures in your head already? I, I well, I really like art. I really do appreciate painting, and I like. Um, I, I, I always love a good museum, and I, um, and I, there are many painters who I, who I appreciate. Um, because I, I don't have any classical training or any technique to that extent, I do mostly abstract, um, a bit of figurative work. But I, I basically just started, you know, I bought canvas, I bought paints and I just experimented. And over time, my paintings really changed. And, and I, it came to a point where I no longer, I, had, I, I felt like I had all this stuff inside. I just wanted to get out and see where it, you know, it's emotions and that you cannot really express in words. So you, you use something to maybe get it out. And there was a certain point when um, a cousin of mine, a young cousin, he got a heart attack and he passed away suddenly. And the last painting I painted, I had him in mind. And it was a real struggle. It was a real battle. You know, I, I was pushing paint, taking off paint, redoing it, and the colors were getting mixed and they get gray after a while. And it was, it was really a battle. And that's when I said, okay, I, it's all out. You know, I, I have no more to give. So it was more, it wasn't more of a, uh, do I have technique or do I have a, uh, an image in mind? It was more like I had to just empty myself of oh, all this, okay, of yeah. this emotion over the summer, you know? But when I saw uh, your paintings, the colors fascinate me so much, uh, the, how you use the colors and, and yeah. the colors you put together as well. It's so fascinating. And, um, and also that I can see things in your paintings. You can actually, it's not just, you, you see shapes in your paintings as well. So it's like almost as if I carry a little message, uh, which I like that, mm -hmm. I, that you can discover something that I think maybe different, in, in a different mindset, you will discover a different message in your paintings. I'd like to think so as well. I think that as, as a musician, I think we are constantly searching for colors and, and shapes as well. When we talk about music, we, we talk about, um, you know, timbre and tone. Is it warm? Is it cold? Is it hot? Is it blue? Is it purple? You know, we, we, we speak in abstract terms. And so for me, going to the art store and purchasing these crazy colors was absolutely normal to me. And I think also to, to paint with such colors, you also have to be a bit daring. You have to be prepared that it comes out really strange or, or in poor taste. You know, you're trying to also balance um, creativity with, with taste. You know, you, you want it to be pleasing to you and to others. So sometimes you make something, you're like, ooh, this is really not, this is not me, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you have to start over. But you're talking about the colors, and this is sometimes what uh, what I, as not as a non-musician, many musicians talk about the color of the music, or they talk about a composer and his the, the colors of his music, and I I couldn't understand what they meant by that. Right. But um, 
but now when you bought these colors, for example, could you, could they, did, did they speak in music for you then when you put that down on the canvas? You know, like you could, the, 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 this, the color, did it give you a, a sort of a feeling of, or a mood? It de certainly, certainly. I don't know if I can connect it exactly to what the colors of music give me. In the sense that these colors, like in the tubes, you know, that I use in painting, they're permanent. Like they're there. But the colors yeah. in music you create and they're they're gone just as, as soon as you made them. So while there are there are two type there are two different types of colors, um, the paintings stay around forever or forever, and the music goes into the mm -hmm. into the universe and and therefore there I can't really compare the two. I can't really compare the two, but okay. certainly the the way I used uh, the colors, the way I used also the motions in painting uh, or the techniques would be, I would try to imitate sometimes what I do on viola in the sense that uh, more important than maybe the message of the painting is, is how you created the painting. It's the method, you know? Um, and for me, that was the connection between music and arts. I have I have a painting here if you'd like I can show one to you please, with a lot of color. I just wanted to ask you, can you please show some of the paintings? That's sure. So I, I I'm organizing a um, uh, my first exhibition on yeah. the 28th of November here in Brussels, mm -hmm. and I put uh, as a poster I put one of the re a, pa a painting I made, yeah. which which also was a battle in itself. It started yeah. off as something else, and then I I never liked it. So I painted over it and I did something else and I, it's, it became from my worst, my most hated painting to my favorite painting. Really? And this is it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. But, and, and again, the colors and the shapes. And what did you, what did you change on this? Well, this was, this was completely different. This was like a circle, like a pink, yeah. something. It was, it was no good. It was just really not interesting. It wasn't, and I had to really go back and rethink what I wanted to portray. And I, I got this very cool paint that's kind of metallic and it shines in the light. Mm -hmm. You can probably see it. And then yeah. there's other, there's all, so there's different mediums. So I used acrylic and I used gouache, which is water-based. So you also have a difference of mediums. And then I took a, uh, I'll show you, I have, this, oh, yeah. which I use, which I used to make these kind of big the, the line, like yeah. cuts, cuts through the, oh, through cut, the paint. They're, yeah. they're literally cuts. Um, and basically, the, so the technique also represents how I felt at the time and, and, and also just kind of an emotion in a way, you know, you have this gold and beautiful and then you also have this kind of muddy and this you know, there should be a balance i think in every painting and yeah after the shapes you know they they come in the moment sometimes they work sometimes they don't but like there's a wrong. lot of yeah i i can see it it's almost as if you see in the distance as if you have these things uh, in front these uh, these colors and shapes and then there's something in the distance you know i like i love that exactly 
That's yeah. well. That's right. I tr I want to give a bit of perspective. Yeah. Um, with these kind of these blues and these, you know, um. But I'm telling you once again, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm an amateur. I mean, I I'm self-taught. I'm autodidact, autodidactic. I. But you know, for pleasure. Yeah, but you know, I think. Um, this is also something that I think is a misconception about art that you have to be trained. And I think, yes, of course, you have to be trained to play an instrument. And so, yeah. but it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't um, say that somebody who is self-taught is not also and who practices every single day and, you know, who has the gift to do it, then it's also not to say or to dismiss that. Of Absolutely. Course, you know, of course, I'm sure if you go for art to study art, there will be some things that you learn um, that could benefit you. But then, um, you know, this is just raw talent that you have there. And that's already um, so impressive. And I thank think you. Thank I you. Think really, I think I really think we should we should um, appreciate more this type of thing that comes naturally, because I think. I'm, I mean, I'm a self-taught photographer and I'm sure I can learn so much more about photography, but um, I've also had people who studied photography said that that has taken their spontaneity about photography away, mm. you know, mm. about they overthink everything and they're overcritical about what they do. True, true. And I think there's also a nice distinction to be made between people who also do it as a hobby and people exactly. who do it professionally. And some people, uh, for example, who play piano for fun, enjoy it more than people who play piano professionally. Yeah. You know, sometimes it, because it's no longer work or, or I, I like the example of tennis. You know, these, these top tennis players, they have to work so hard. I mean, the training and the injuries and, the, and, and this and then and the, and the traveling, the pressure, I think, well, why not just do it for fun and, and really just yeah. enjoy, you know, <laughs> the without the racket smashing <laughs> and the drum clubs. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that art should tell a story. Yeah. So, and you don't have to be trained to tell a story. Exactly. Yeah. And what, what else do you have there to show? A few more. Please. Yeah. I love that we can do this on zoom, you know, Ooh, I like the colors there. Oh, yes. That's beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank it you. looks like fire almost, you know? Exactly. And it's called By the Fire. Really? Yes. And if you look closely, this painting was entirely done, well, mostly done with the spatula tool I showed you earlier. Yeah. So you can, you can see the kind of the width, you know, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would go around and, and make different impressions and then I would put down a few different layers and I really wanted to make it like a true fire something a bit obscure something like you, you don't really know what colors here and some blues you know who knows what's in the fire you know yeah um, there is even some green you know you, you've that's um, wonderful yeah thank you thank you Really, it's, it's, um, you know, and the, uh, like I say, your color combinations for me is, is amazing how you do that. Thank you. It's, it's really, it's, it's, 
it's as it goes. You know, the, the painting, you have an idea in mind and then it changes often as you're painting. Mm. Would you like to see another? Yes, please. This is a completely different approach. Oh, yeah. So, and they're not for everybody. Some, some people like them more than others. I love that. That looks so feminine. It, yeah, exactly. The really? face. Yes, kind of... with all the, uh, the roundness and the colors, the pink, and that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's an experiment, you know. It's a... yeah, but it's it's really. I mean, re this is something that you can uh, look at and find something, you know, like find these shapes. And this is what I saw on Facebook when I looked at the pictures you posted as well. It's almost as if you look, and every time you see something different, you know, you notice something more. Yes, and I think exactly. that would be so interesting in a in an art gallery to to walk through your paintings and to discover and to, to you know to see what what you to, to define something in that. I think I think it's 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 nice if the someone told me Mark never describe your paintings to people. Don't tell them what you see. Mm -hmm. um, let them pull, you know, it's all about the interaction between the, the viewer and the painting. So if I, if I write something like even the title, it could influence how they see the painting. And what, I, what I'm aiming for is an interaction between the viewer and the piece of work. Mm -hmm. I, think that's, I think that's also the art. It's, yeah. the, it's the interaction that's part of the experience. Yeah. Here's one more that I'll show you. This is a much more abstract. Uh, yeah. And I, I had, it's actually my mother's favorite. I, really? She, she's like, I want this one. So I, really? it's hers. Yeah. yeah. But it, um, it almost, you know, it almost have, has this, uh, uh, the, the Klimt colors, you know, the black and gold and um, it almost has that, that feeling, yeah, for me. Absolutely. And you know what? It, what I always say to my friends, jokingly, I say, when you buy it, you can put it anywhere you want. So if you like it more I this know. way, yeah, you know, it it it, it almost like it's almost like a, a pond with water reflecting something, you know. Yes, now I see that. I can you know, see that now. Yeah. There's so much happening. Or if you do it this way, uh, there's a, there's another there's a whole other uh, maybe they're figures. You know, like yeah, people here, one person, another person. People see what yeah. they want to see. I I saw it in in this in 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 the length is like that. The okay. um, I saw I, I imagined it as figures. Yeah. You know. It's called well. I I will I'll tell you the name, but I call yeah. it party time. Well, I was going to say that on the right hand side it looks like people dancing. Right. A couple dancing. Yeah. They're like they're like. Yeah, yeah. When I painted it, I was in a very, very good mood. I was so, okay. so that makes sense, yeah. So there you go. I have I have so many more, but uh, I don't think I can show them all to you today. I can show you one of my very early ones. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can show you one of my early ones. Which was... Um, I love this. I love this. Um, 
art show that I'm getting here on Zoom. <laughs> it's fun. It's my first online exhibition. There you go. Yeah. Um, I painted, this is my first, it's a bit dusty. I painted my first oil painting with a friend and she taught me, she was teaching me some uh, techniques with oil paint. The problem is that oil paint is a bit more complicated than acrylic. So I didn't do too much, but this was right after I had visited the Magritte Museum. Oh yeah. So there's, there's some, um, um, it's a, there's a bit of irony in it. I mean, I, I, it was a complete experiment, but it's almost I like love this one. And, and this is your first. This is one of my first oil paint, my second oil painting. So this is all oil, and it's kind of wow. like petals. Yeah. Like uh, flower petals with an eye. With an eye, I saw I saw the eye, and I I this I like I like this very much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and what this, was the what is the, the idea behind that? What what made you put the eye there? I guess that I was I was learning about painting, you know, and I, I was having my eyes opened to a whole new world. Yeah. And I just I just was just thinking, mm, this is all new territory for me. Yeah. And this is kind of this like new territorial work. But you know, Mark, I know I understand what you say. That's uh, you know, people say you shouldn't talk about your art or you shouldn't tell people about. It. But I think it's also important to say because if you highlight one, you know, like you you mentioned some things here about your artwork, and then suddenly I saw something or uh, you know, or I realized something, and and I think this is also important in music that if if you can just guide people to to mm. listen or to you know if you guide people to see a little aspect of your painting so now that you mentioned something about the eye and the flower it has a total it has a great meaning for me actually i have my own interpretation now of it and i think it's wonderful i think artists should do that should they should mm almost give you a little nudge into a direction and to make your mind go. And I think everybody what, that looks at a painting or that hears music will have their own interpretation in the end, you know? I agree. I, I agree. Mm -hmm. I think a little nudge is, is there's yeah. nothing harmful with a little nudge. Yeah. It's not it's like actually when, helpful. Yeah. When we were in school, we were taught how to analyze a poem and we were we had to always see this um, what was meant with that. And I sometimes, as a child, as a, as a uh, student, I sometimes got total different meanings out of these poems, you know. And and um, but that was then not accepted because that was not how it was taught. And this is why I'm thinking that art should really be. It, I think everybody will have their own interpretation anyway you know but but it would be a nice way to just guide people to just in a in a in a direction that's why i think for the exhibition i'll, I'll put little stickers with yeah. just a title with just yeah. a bit yeah uh, not Definitely. a big this, this one by the way is, is also yeah. mine this big one back here it's beautiful that looks Thank so you. calm it looks very calm and peaceful 
It, it is. It, it, it yeah. definitely is. It was a, it was a raining, it was one of these typical rainy weeks in Belgium. And I'm in Brussels now and, and I was experimenting with new techniques and I, this amazing painting came out of it. Actually, this is the second layer. I had painted something else that I wasn't happy with and I transformed it. And I'm so glad I did, you know, yeah. which is also, which is also kind of a lesson for me because some paintings of mine, I think three or four, I had two or three, I'd repainted over. And it's, it's a, it's a risk to paint over it's a, to change what you've created. But I think it's also sometimes necessary. I think you can mirror that in your own life. You know, if you're, if you're not satisfied with something, maybe you have to dare to go back and change it and, and, or yeah. rectify, it, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's yeah. also, it's a learning experience. Yeah. I think it's also, um, I see that in photography, but then on the other hand, I used to go back and change things on my pictures, not, not, not edit, but change light. Or um, I used to just, I've deleted sometimes things that I went back and got out of my, um, uh, the, 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 what do you say? The, um, and after you've deleted it, what is the- uh, Oh, in your garbage bin, like in your, yeah. your trash. Um, because, uh, because just because I dismissed it as, or as, as I threw it out and, um, then a few weeks later, I think, wait a minute, there was something in that picture, in those pictures that I just deleted that is actually not bad. And then I mm -hmm. went back and got them, or even if I just put them aside and I go back to them. I discover new things that I didn't see on that time. And I think it's because uh, I think initially when you do it, then you are very overcritical. And then when you go back and your mind has rested, um, then you also see it in a different way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you also need time to, yeah. to make a decision as well. So well, I never, after a photo shoot, I always wait about 48 hours before I download the pictures or before mm -hmm. I look at the pictures because of, because of this reason that I want my mind to be rested when I look at the pictures. But now, Mark, tell me um, about your viola. You're right. a violist and you are playing in an orchestra in Belgium. Yes, so for the people who who have been watching, uh, I'm actually a professional violist. I yeah. play I'm a solo violist in the National Orchestra of Belgium. I'm also a professor at the Royal Conservatory in Mons in the south of Belgium. And I organize concerts. I, I have a, a chamber music festival. Um, I travel to, to give recitals and concerts. And, uh, you know, I'm a, what they call a traveling musician, like um, the cliche. And it's my passion. It's my love. I studied in conservatory. Um, I've, I, I've given master classes and concerts all over Europe and all over the world. And, um, that's my first love for sure. And, and, and will probably always be my first love, hopefully. Um, but where did you uh, start? When did you start with, uh, with the viola? I what, started what, what made you start? 
Well, I'm from New York City. Mm. And um, in New York, my, well, my mother and father both really love music. So they started us quite young. My sister also plays cello. So they started us quite young in a music school. And, uh, you know, with this community of people, they really support you. And every time you perform, they're, they're behind you and they support you and you get better and better. And you, you know, you go to a festival here and you learn, you go to another festival, you take classes. And, um, and then I, I developed um, quite a talent for it that I really cultivated. I worked really hard. I'm still working hard. And I went on to the Netherlands, to Amsterdam, to perfect my studies for four years. And after that, of course, that's when you do a lot of growing. So you leave school and then you really start to blossom. You know, you've got all this information and then you get to expand. And right after, um, right after school, I, and it was right after the financial crisis in 2008. So this was 2010. So it was still pretty bad, especially for musicians. Um, it was a time where I think Broadway musicals had no money to, to pay musicians, so they were playing CDs for their singers. It was really like, it was like a disaster. Yeah. Uh, no concerts, very sad. So I found a job. I, I went online to look for a post, and I did the competition, and it changed my life. So, so it's been almost 10 years that I'm in this orchestra. And I'm invited to play in other orchestras um, all over the world. And it's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience. Yeah. So you've been um, there in Belgium, so um, in Brussels, then all the time, the 10 years that you've been there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of course, traveling, yeah. uh, playing, playing solo concerts, quite a lot of solo concerts. And um, I'm coming out with a disc soon, a new CD. So there's a oh, lot of things. Yeah, yeah. You, you gives you a lot of... Uh, time and and to work and you know i have a, a many passions in within the music field so mm -hmm. uh, and so painting is painting is came was always normal to me i always had we always had art in the house on our walls mm -hmm. and i would go to exhibitions sometimes and i'm sure many of you have thought this you went to some contemporary art exhibition you go oh i can do that you know mm -hmm. I can probably do that and better. And it was, so I said, why not? Let's yeah. make art from my own walls. Yeah. But now, um, as a as a New Yorker in Belgium, how did what? How was the transition for you? It was uh, it was natural. It was very very easy. Um, I had spent four years in the Netherlands, so I was already used to the kind of smaller okay. yeah. smaller lifestyle. And and New York, frankly, was too hectic and too big and too uh, too chaotic for me. Um, and it changed. In New York, in a way, it's, uh, you might be surprised to hear this, but a city of nine million felt at one point in my childhood like like um, like a town. You know, there were a lot of family-owned businesses, and it was very there was a sense of community, and it turned into this very um, commercial place that I no longer recognized. And I just started to drift further and further away from the city. And when I came here, I said, this is it. You know, if I can get to the other side of town in 15 minutes, yeah. this, is, this, is, yeah. this is the place for me. And I think in general, as a musician, 
you, there isn't as much saturation as there is in, in, in New York. I mean, it's big. It's a lot of competition. It's a lot of noise. It's a, it's a, what we say, it's a rat race. And everyone is trying to get, you know, get that concert, get that thing. And it's, 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 it was just too much for me. I, well, it didn't, it no longer interested me. So I was, I was having a hard time being a, growing as a musician there. Mm. And now that you, you're also teaching, um, you say you're a professor, um, and how do you find the young musicians coming up now after the pandemic? Um, what is the feeling uh, with them, and uh, what? How do you see their future compared mm. to what you had? Because you also came from a difficult time, a difficult period in New York, but now it's a global thing. Now it's everywhere. Yeah, uh, I think they're very optimistic. Luckily. My students are all um, very proactive. So they are going off doing auditions for youth orchestras, for professional orchestras. Um, some have already been accepted uh, to these orchestras. Some are also working at the same time as studying. So I'm very proud of them in that sense. And um, they, they, they're not going to let this pandemic dictate how they you know, progress musically. And I think that they shouldn't. I think that the world, the world has had enough of this and we want our old lives back, you know, at, at, and it means it's going to have to mean just getting back into it, just doing it, you know, mm -hmm. like painting, just buy a canvas, buy the paint and experiment and go for it. You know, and then and I think that's what's happening slowly, slowly. Concerts are starting to reopen. Um, you know, things are opening. Things are open. Yeah. And I mean, we're still in a pandemic. I mean, there's still the virus is out there, but we still have to live. We still have to enjoy what little time we have on this earth. So yeah. in that sense, they're very optimistic. Well, I, I, I always have had this idea after speaking to a lot of the students here at the MDV, and MOOC, that, um, that we might see something different in, you know, that they might start doing different things because, uh, because they are sort of forced to do it, you know, that they start doing things in a different way. And I feel also positive for them because I think they have now, they're at a, a, a stage in their lives where they really have nothing to lose. They can just, mm. uh, from year on, on, uh, game um mm. so but there's a there's a lovely uh, group there in belgium florist and the flames have you heard of them i have not yeah they actually um uh they're musicians and and i think they're classically they're all classically trained and they've started this uh they're all three uh redheads or four redheads and this is why they call themselves Floris and the Flames. Um, nice. But they really take classical music to a total different level. I mean, it is so wonderful, their energy and, and how they play. It's, it's great. I mean, yeah. I, I agree that we, we really have to be innovative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially now. And, and also to use social media and, and the internet as, um, as a great tool. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I, I also don't want my students to, I don't want exactly the young generation to go solely, uh, you know, cyber, solely on the no. computer. I really, I want to insist that playing for people in front of people, giving that physical connection is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's incomparable. There's, there's nothing better than it. And actually last night we did a, um, a class concert where all of my, all of my students, uh, performed for the first time this, this year. And it was really, um, they were all filming each other and, and, and very supportive, but we also, you could see where that, when, what areas they were comfortable in what areas they were uncomfortable. And some were very happy with their performances, others were less happy. And I said, look, if you didn't learn anything from this performance, right, that would have been the biggest upset. It's not learning from this experience. If you just, if, you know, just being sad or just being really happy is not really the point. The point is to learn. And, and, we, we, and every time I go on stage, I learn something, you know, and, and I think this is really important for the next generation who haven't had the opportunity to perform on stage for the past two years. Uh, especially if, the, if they're not a professional, they don't have concerts. They're just studying. They don't even have the opportunity to play. So I say, organize concerts, get your family and friends together, you know, post, do a live stream. Um, and and this, is, this is, I think, this is the only way to kind of get back into, yeah. into how we used to make music. I have to prepare them for the real world. So yeah, um, I actually, yeah, I actually think also. Um, uh, uh, I mean, during the summer of the pandemic, there were a lot more young students playing in Vienna in the parks and and in the streets, and I I love that. You know, I love the fact that you can that they do that because they are then in a total different relaxed mode and. Uh, they're enjoying it and you know they dress down and it's 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 a different audience as well and I I think it's also a way of just getting out there and just you know playing and, and doing things and um and I think in this way they will also bring audiences to the concerts because it's now people hearing the music and being close and young people being close to the musicians, you know, there's not the barrier of the of the stage, and um, I I yes. think that's a wonderful idea. You and I had a discussion yeah. quite some time ago about this. Exactly, yeah. About uh, about my opinion, our opinions on on uh, classical music in the streets. Mm. I think I had I had a, a, a point of view that I still share today, which is a, which is a conflicted. I have two points of view on this. While I think it's a very good thing to bridge the gap between the young generation and even the young generation playing classical music. So basically the, the people who know little about classical music and the people who play classical music is a gap that I think should be bridged in a, in a, in a, in a manner that, um, that respects the arts and that respects the, the artist. So when you go into the parks and you play, you know, in, 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 the, in the plaza or something like this, it's, I worry sometimes that it, it lowers the um, perception of what we do and people may have less respect for what we do. However, 
I think it's wonderful. I also used to, when I was a student, I played outside. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun. You know, it's, um, it's inspirational. It's, it's, you know, uh, it's uh, off the cuff. It's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not sporadic, but it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Here? Spontaneous. Spontaneous. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And that is also something yeah. that's needed in art as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it definitely, yes, it does make it a bit more and more accessible, but then again, how many, you know, how many people play and then you have all these people who just walk by. They did an experiment with Joshua Bell, famous violinist, Joshua Bell. He was playing his $3 million Stradivarius in the subway of Boston. Uh, yeah. 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 In a hat and a, like a, in his case open for people to put money playing like he does, which is, mm. which is extraordinarily beautiful. And nobody noticed, mm. you know, they treated him as just another street musician. Little did they realize that they were listening to a, a world-class artist for free, you know, but yeah. it was all about the, they spoke about, it's the context of where you hear the music that changes your perception of it. Yeah. Um, so I have, I have my reservations about this, but I, no, I, 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 totally, yeah, I agree with you there as well. I mean, I see your point in both. Um, but for me, I was just thinking that if you, like when the concert halls were closed anyway, mm-hmm. and you had no other option, and no. and I think it was a way of, I thought that what I saw on the streets, because I sometimes recognized the students that I photographed, um, well, when I was watching them, and um, mm. and you also see young children being fascinated because you are so close to the instrument. And for me, I kept thinking we should get the young generation interested in classical music and used to hearing classical music. And I think that is what I thought would you know was wonderful, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, I also have, uh, you know, I think art should be valued and it should be valued um, in money, but it should also be valued in um, appreciating what artists do uh, to be able to, uh, uh, you know, do this form of art. And it's, it's, I mean, it's the same with photography as well. You know, pictures are not really valued because everybody has a camera and everybody takes pictures. So pictures are not valued, yet pictures are, you know, pictures tell us part of history where we were not there. And it, 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 uh, this is why I don't like to edit pictures because I think we, we disturb history when we start editing because we learn from pictures from the past. We can learn so much. And if it's if you start editing the pictures, then you you mess with what we can learn. So it's that sort like of a, thing. You're like a period photographer, you know, like you have these period instrument players, like they only play Baroque. Yeah, uh, you can't don't want to mess with history too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, nice. I, That's like, nice. I like things, yeah. I like this is why I, I never edit out a dustbin or a anything i leave the things as they are if i do say for instance street photography unless i crop it out but right but i wouldn't remove it uh from Digitally. the scene with photoshop or something like that right. because i just think if it's there then it's then it's there 
But Mark, um, this was so lovely to talk to you again. And I'm so, um, I'm, I'm wishing you all the best with your exhibition. I'm very happy that you do this exhibition because I really think people have to stand in front of your paintings and experience what they, what they see there. Thank you. Thank you, Petra. Yeah. Thank you for, for, you know, showing this side of, of, of who I am and, and of all the other artists. And yeah, I think yeah. uh, we need more of it. Would well, you like I... me to play something small before we go? Yes, please. Please. Yeah. That would be great. And I so love a viola. I oh, love the too. sound. I love the sound of a viola so much. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear it okay? Yeah. I haven't played today, so forgive me for anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> match it's true oh this is beautiful just hold your instrument up beautiful oh wow this is beautiful yeah she's 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 absolutely gorgeous yeah um i have her since 17 years really so we know each other quite well beautiful i love the sound of the viola that Thank deep you. sound, it's young. Mark, this was so wonderful to talk to you. And thank you so much for all this art that you've given me today. Thank you, Petra. Mark, all the best. 
Thank you. I you too. You know when you are in Vienna. Absolutely. That we meet in person. Okay. Fantastic. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Thank you for watching.